Well, it's that time of the week again. It's time for Chit Chat Across the Pond. This is episode number 634 for April 13th, 2020. And I'm your host, Allison Sheridan. This week, our guest is the venerable Micah Sargent of the Clockwise Podcast and the Twit Network. Micah was talking on some show somewhere about how much he <laughs> loves Text Expander. And I thought it might be fun to have a session where we just talked about our favorite Text Expander snippets. Welcome to the show, Micah. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk about Text Expander with you. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but there's something beloved about Text Expander. I did a survey a long time ago of my uh, listeners asking, like, what are the first five applications you put on your computer when you do a you know clean install? Mm-hmm. And 1Password, Text Expander, and Dropbox were all in the top three. Yes, that, me and too. <laughs> I, I think Dropbox was in the top because that's where you saved your 1Password at the time. Like, I bet it's dropped down a little yes. bit now. <laughs> yeah, I think we're all trying to get off uh, Dropbox, but certainly 1Password and Text Expander are my faves. And the, the folks at Smile are just genuinely great people. Yeah, that helps. yeah, Greg and uh, just everybody. Yeah. Uh, how many times have you written to one of those two companies and accidentally written to the wrong one? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. You're, oh, no, I, sorry, that was meant for. <laughs> they, they they say it happens all the time, and they just oh, get wow. used to answering, like, you ask a, a smile a smile question of Agile Bits, and they just go, no, no, we know those guys, yeah, it's a galley. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious, wow. It's like they're the same, the same breed. Yeah, well, exactly, same feel. I know we won't stay structured, but just for grins and giggles, I made sort of a little a bit of an outline to, to try to focus us a little bit, but uh, go off script, of course. I know I that you don't like that at all, right? <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> Clockwise is pretty regimented, but uh, yeah. the the shows I do on the Twit Network they go all over the place, so <laughs> I can I can do either or wear both it, boots. That is actually interesting. I know I'm see I'm already off the rails here, <laughs> but um, I always think of Clockwise as essentially the the flipped world of Twit. Yes. Because it's four people, four topics, 30 minutes, and that's it. It's like bam, 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 in, out. There's not even just a little behind the curtain. There's not even wasted time. Like when we call in, uh, whoever's in charge goes, okay, go. (laughs) And then when we hang up, they go, okay, here's the link. Load your file. Bye. Bye. (laughs) It it is the crispest 30 minutes you've ever been in. I mean, sometimes we might go 32 minutes long, but the show is 30 when it comes out. Yeah, yeah, it always gets edited down. And it's funny because occasionally we'll have a show that runs long and depending because Dan and I switch off each week on who's editing it and who's uh, bringing in the guests and we'll always kind of razz each other about, oh, well, uh, good luck with that edit. That's going to take you a while. (laughs) Or if it's a short one, we're all celebrating together like, yay, we got in on time. (laughs) Don't have to do the edits, right? Yeah. Uh, But it's it's fun that you're adaptable to both methods because they are so very different. But I, I there's absolutely a place for both of them. I love the long form Twitch shows where you can turn it on and you can be driving to San Diego and you're still listening when you're on your way back. You know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. One show. <laughs> oh my goodness. They both, they both work out. And I think, you know, like you said, everybody kind of either depending on what environment they're in, what they're doing, they, they have a place for both or some people have their preference. And so it's kind of nice to be in both of those spaces and get to hopefully serve content to the majority of people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, let's talk about Text Expander. Just in case there's somebody who doesn't know what Text Expander is, do you mm-hmm. want to give them a, just kind of a, a brief overview of how you think of it? Yeah, it's a beautiful miracle created by some greater being. No, um, <laughs> Text Expander is a really cool application that allows you to take repeated entries, so, you know, you know, text or, or, uh, or sentences or paragraphs or emails and make it so that you can always get back to them and you can, you can, uh, sort of trigger them whenever you need them. And I know that that still seems a little bit nebulous, but uh, I think the best way to kind of explain text expander is to give an example. So I worked at a company called iMore, a website called iMore for a long period of time. And at iMore, there were different projects, different writing things that I had to do where it was relatively uh, tied to a template. And so you'd have your introduction, you'd have uh, an anchor, a list of anchor links that would lead to different parts within the, the piece, and you would have some outro URLs and things like that. Well, I could go in and type all those out and copy and paste and and uh, fill in all those blanks, or I could use Text Expander, which takes text and expands it into whatever it is that you want, and make that happen automatically. 
So it was an easy way to to once go in and set up the the snippet of text that I wanted to be able to have at a moment's notice, and then I could make that I could trigger that using um, using one of the the you know the trigger words that I have and have that text expand and have it all available there. Another example would be an address. If I type my address a lot, which I do whenever I'm ordering stupid things online, um, <laughs> I can just instead of having to go every time and type in da, 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 my address and street and all that kind of stuff, text expander can go ahead and take care of that for me, immediately pop it in. And all I have to do is type in a series of key, uh, key characters. Yeah, I, you make an interesting point with that template that you were working on, because a lot of people say, oh, if you're in tech support, and you're always writing the same email to people, you should write a text expander snippet. But that that and that and that's a great use for it, but that is such a narrow use. Yes. I mean, I can picture, you know, a lawyer starts a certain kind of letter or a, a you know a brief that has to have these certain pieces to it. Um, there's just there's just so many cases like that. I use one for uh, introducing the show here. Um, you'll notice I say the same thing every single time, but I'm recording it separately. But it is typed in. And it forces me to go look up the uh, episode number each time. I keep hoping that it would just figure it out for me because I happen to be really bad at figuring that out. So, uh. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure that's the that's the fun thing about text expander is that there's probably a way to make that happen. It involves some some voodoo, but it could definitely take place for sure. Well, your good friend uh, uh, Rosemary Orchard wrote a shortcut for me for my phone, so I can uh, press the side key and say. What's the next chit chat? And it tells me the number. Oh, that's so nice. That's because <laughs> so I nice. could never remember. I like all I have to do is add one, and I'll get it wrong by like ten. <laughs> <laughs> Look, math. I, I I don't know why they expect us to be math doctors. Come on. <laughs> I know. I know exactly. That wasn't in it. Well, okay. So when when you create a text expander snippet, one of the things, or when you start using text expander, you kind of have to figure out how you want to trigger it. So mm -hmm. you don't want to be just typing along and all of a sudden some big thing splats out like your, your iMore template. You need to have a, a trigger character or set of characters or a way of formatting it uh, in order to make it go. What, yes. what did you choose to do that? Yeah, so that's the, uh, to, to quickly, you know, further the explanation there, the way that you get those big hunks of text that you've decided to make uh, to appear is by using a trigger word. And so you can, you can, there are different ways to go about doing that. And one of them is to use a trigger character. So think about for my address, for example, the way that I would want to trigger that is I, I don't want to use the word address because if I use the word address, every time I use the word address, my address is going to pop up. So the, the, ba the, better way of doing it is using a trigger character, which is just a character that you use before whatever keyword you want to use. So for example, uh, period ADD -D would make my address appear. I am a semicoloner. Uh, I like to use the semicolon. It's right there on the home key. I don't know if you are a uh, trained typist, yes, uh, Allison. Yeah, absolutely. I taught myself to type when I was in sixth grade from my oh, mother's nice. 1940s typing guide. Oh, that's fantastic. You see, in middle school, we were required as part of the education in Missouri, you know, educational requirements in middle school to learn how to type. So I had a typing class where I learned how to type. But yeah, home row is my baby. And so with the semicolon right there on the home row, uh, that is my choice for trigger character. What about you? Well, that's so funny. I chose semicolon as well, but I chose it for a different reason. I chose it because I don't know what it's for in punctuation. <laughs> uh, Listener Sandy's been trying to teach me for years about when to use them. And I finally, I, I did for like six months, I tried, made a concerted effort to figure out how to use it. And every time she would send me a thing going, okay, so you got real close, sweetie. Oh, <laughs> bless. She was real nice, but I, yeah, yeah, I couldn't get it right. But uh, you know what I really wish somebody had told me ahead of time was to put it before the snippet. Nobody told me that, Wait, so I put it after. You put it after? Yeah, so if I ever accidentally use a semicolon in, in anger, it, it will trigger all kinds of things. Oh my goodness, I've never know. heard of someone using the character after. No, it's dumb. You really shouldn't. You really should put it before, <laughs> because no words start with semicolon. <laughs> but words sometimes end with semicolon. I mean, it hasn't happened, but uh, now, you know, it's such a muscle memory after, I don't know, five, seven years of using it, there's no way I can go back. Yeah, totally understandable. And, and what's interesting is that despite the fact that that is my choice of trigger character, 
there are a lot of examples where I'm using other trigger characters or other, I call them trigger methods. For example, um, I have one that has different symbols like the Apple symbol, the copyright symbol and things like that. And mm -hmm. instead of using a semicolon, you just repeat the first letter. So if I wanted to do the copyright symbol, I would type C-C-O-P-Y, and then Text Expander turns that into ah. the copyright symbol. Now, why so, did you choose to use C-C-O-P-Y on that one? I think that I did that because when, it, when we'll talk about it a little bit later, but it's one of the online libraries that's available. Okay. And okay. so the default uh, trigger that was there was the repeating the first letter. And I kind of liked that. It made me feel uh, like I had. I wished that I had chosen that sort of trigger method <laughs> as opposed to the semicolon, just because in my head, the way that my brain works, I can sort of visualize that word and go, oh, I want a star to appear, so I just type S star. Or I want the uh, trademark symbol to appear, which is registered, so I type R registered. And that made sense to me. Um, however... Uh, that that is one method, but then there's another one too, Allison, that I use uh, because of an, again another online library, and it is it is using uh, the Slack methodology for emoji uh, fill-ins, which is where you put a colon at the front of the word and a colon at the end of the word with the word in between to make an emoji appear. So in Slack, uh, if you wanted to do a grin, you would type colon and then you'd start typing G-R-I-N and then the grin emoji would appear. Well, I have a text expander library that has that same uh, system in place. And so I can type colon, grin, colon, and then it changes it into an emoji. So I'm kind of all over the place. It's a mess. <laughs> I think you might be muted. There we go. I was just about to tell you that something was wrong with my recording because I couldn't hear my own voice. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. I was just being so polite. Uh, that's, that's really interesting because I use the uh, rocket uh, um, menu bar app to do oh, emoji and yeah. its trigger is is to do a colon and yeah then so type technically something. you're doing that anyway it's just coming from a different app instead of text expander yeah, i see i see uh, now this wasn't in my list of questions but do you find it interesting and difficult when you try to explain to people how cool this is and they go no that's too hard i'm not doing any of this it makes me sad. So that's, and I was one of those people is the thing. I uh -huh. remember the reason I downloaded uh, Text Expander in the first place was I want to say it was probably MacBreak Weekly. I was back before I was ever, I was, I was in high school and I w would listen to MacBreak Weekly during the summer uh, while doing other things. And I'm sure that that's, I'm almost positive that's where Text Expander was recommended, um, probably by Renee or by Andy Anotko. And I remember hearing about it and thinking, oh, I don't understand. Why would I? I don't get it. And finally downloading it and loading it up with some uh, text expander, some snippets that I wanted to use. And it's not until you do your first, it's not you have to download it and you have to try it. You mm -hmm. really have to try it for yourself. And that is when you start to understand sort of the power of it. Because up till that point, you know, someone can explain all these things and it does not quite click in the same way as it does when you get to do it yourself. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I feel like like people are missing out, though, when I tell them about it and they're just like, no, that's too hard. Yeah, you know, it's like, Doesn't oh, I can't you believe it. you just typed your own name. How could you type your own name? Do you realize how I mean carpal tunnel syndrome by itself? You know, yes. stop typing. Repetitive you know, strain injuries. What are you thinking? Exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm with you there. And then the amount of time that can be saved too. You you think about please just let me help you save so much time. Not even just for short things like names, but and that's the thing is that I think this is not just a tool for those of us who are nerds on the computer. This can be a tool for anyone uh, on on iOS too. You know, you can download the Text Expander keyboard and use that. And I use that uh, for you? some of the things. Yeah, and and I'll talk. We'll talk about that whenever we get a little bit too. Um, most complicated snippets and things like that. Okay. Uh, or yeah, maybe I'll even talk about whenever we talk about uh, sharing snippets because those are things that um, are are snippets that would be able to be used by others. And it's kind of one of those things where you have this, it's like having a favorite band 
and <laughs> you have this favorite band and you know they haven't blown up yet they're kind of still they're still a your hipster band and you want to share it with people but you want to sh- make sure they're the right people you want to make sure they're the people that will actually yeah the ones that will appreciate it you know what i mean they'll mm-hmm. they'll love your band as much as you do and get it on the same level and you don't want to just share it out there to the open and have people take it and not understand it it's it's a little sad whenever <laughs> they don't get it that's interesting uh, okay well we, we, we will get into that uh, let's let's um go to what what are your most used snippets i mean what kind of things do you use it for mostly well, I'm going to be honest with you. Like I said, the uh, the text expander library called Emoji Cheat Sheet is one that I use constantly. Oh. Um, it, it basically does what the Rocket um, utility does. And so I speak in emoji. I, you know, as much as text, I also speak in emoji. And so having that available on all of my platforms, it just, it's so much faster than pulling up the emoji picker and finding the proper emoji. This just automatically makes a pop up. Uh, my second most used one. Oh, hang on though. Okay. Let's, let's explain what we mean about the uh, text expander emoji cheat sheet. Where did, where did that come from? You, yeah. you, you didn't write that. No, no, no. So, um, and, and text expander libraries are kind of one of the topics that we wanted to touch on. So text yeah, expander <laughs> has this uh, public, Whenever you get Text Expander, you can go to Text Expander's website. Let me do that right now. Um, and when you sign into your account, you can choose from some publicly available libraries. So I am going to go in the, let's see, I'm trying to remember where we go to get these. Oh, there we go. Uh, so when you log into the Text Expander thing, the, up at the top, it says Snippet Groups, and there's a plus sign to the right. Clicking on that lets you choose either new group or public group. When I choose public group, it takes me to a place where there are all of these public libraries that are available. So they've changed uh, the word library to group now, okay. Uh, okay. which is, is interesting. That's new to me as well as I'm going on here because I haven't subscribed to them in a long time. Um, so... Gene McDonald has been uh, very awesome in creating some of these that I use. Uh, Huge but, shout out to Gene, the best person. Yeah, love absolutely. Gene, Gene Who doesn't we know love Gene? you. Um, and so what this allows you to do is set up a whole bunch of text expander snippets without having to do any work. You go on here and you look, okay, what about this one that converts common words when typed without accents to their accented equivalent? So when I type in voila, for example... It becomes, I could just type in V-O-I-L-A, that's the trigger to then create the properly accented voila. Or let's see what else. I got to tell you, mine always does that, and I didn't know how I did it. (laughs) Now you know. (laughs) I I bet I did. I bet I did. You must have signed up for this at some point. Yeah, if you type in smorgasbord, it properly uh, accents it. Look at that. There it is. Accented words. It was like, wow, that's cool that macOS knows to put the the, uh, the accent on the, uh, what, on the O and the A or whatever? Yeah, on the O and the A. that's funny. Facade, which is one that uh, is a very complicated word. The C-D on the bottom of the S, uh, the C. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you subscribe to these, and by subscribing, then that means that the person who created them can go in and update them regularly, and then you get those updated uh, versions at any time. Um, There are a bunch in here. So some of them are are older, like the accented words one, but you can also see there are some new ones here. Five must-have snippets for recruiters, agile snippets. um, So that's a few handy snippets helpful uh, for agile coaches, scrum masters, and agile team members. Airport codes for those uh, traveling nerds. Oh, nice. Uh, Sanskrit yoga pose names. Yeah. I mean... Aristotle quotes. (laughs) Of course I need Aristotle quotes at any time. Um, These are snippets of text that require no space between the last character I type. Most of these snippets are ones that I typically have to look down to find. And with text expander, I don't don't know what that one is. I'm going to click on that. Anyway, there there are little goodies in here, uh, which I really enjoy. You can go in and sort of uh, select from the beautiful buffet that are all of these different groups that have uh, a bunch of different a bunch of different types in here i haven't um, played in here in a long time but there's some great stuff like foreign thanks by david sparks you can say thank you in different languages or, i'm quite literally getting uh lost in these right now <laughs> i mean who doesn't want to end their emails with a dostoevsky quote you know you can you can do those um 
Actually, so it's kind of neat because there's a, a, a nice crossover between different things like technological geek stuff. Like there's one for bash scripts, but there's things like Dostoevsky quotes. You know, it's it's a um, oh, look, Jason, pretty print. I needed that. Ah, uh, there's I needed one. that today. Wow. We're just going to sit here and play with those. <laughs> <laughs> look, there's a podcaster starter kit. Snippets for new and experienced podcasters. Name audio files consistently. Store your show notes outline. Communicate quietly with co-hosts and make advertising emails a breeze. Oh, I got to subscribe to that just to see what it is. Exactly. That's the one thing Thanks. that I want to say about this is that I wish that they had a... Um, that they had a system to see it online before I decide to scribe, subscribe to it. Um, yeah. But now I'm, I'm definitely checking out. Oh, and uh, I believe Carrie Provenzano, the person who's written those, she is the um, sort of, uh, oh, she works for Relay FM and she oh, does okay. all of their sort of, I, I think she, I can't remember what her exact role is, but she's kind of outreach and all that kind of stuff and keeps them organized. So that's super cool that she's also creating stuff for uh, Smile by Text Expander. Text Utilities is one of my favorite um, public libraries that they now call groups because it does all sorts of text transformations for you, like turning a copied title into a properly title cased version, uh, ah. paste without formatting, all sorts of things. Um, now, I do notice that I start to get into some crossover between my clipboard manager and text expander because I use a clipboard manager called Copy and Paste that does that one for me and a couple of other things you've mentioned. Um, like, like the, uh, command symbol and the Apple symbol I use, uh, I use my clipboard manager for that, but I can see oh. going both ways if you d didn't want to do that. So, yeah. See, so for me, I, you know, I knew that I was going to, I, or I chose to go all in on one versus the other. Um, but yeah, definitely if you have other things out there, then you've got to sort of figure out which one Remember does which what one you're on. So uh, you're crazy about emoji. We've got that one down for that. Uh, what else are, are you most used snippets? Um, so my date slug, which I think is the thing that originally brought this conversation up because I am American and do put the uh, month before the day uh, in my like date an slugs. Animal. <laughs> like an animal, like your friend uh, Renee would say. <laughs> yes, like an animal. Exactly. So uh, date slugs are something that one of my first real uses for text expander daily in my professional uh, professional life was when I worked at Newsy. Um, I was a, a news anchor as well as a writer and a video editor. And oh, so wow. you, yeah, you kind of working at that company, whenever it was a startup, you had, you were definitely a jack of all trades in, in that different, uh, different space. <laughs> exactly. And so one of those hats was as a video editor, um, all of our stuff that we did there, the the, the production workflow, um, it, the way that it worked is that you would write an article, you'd write a transcript um, that, that sort of served as an article about a news topic. But that article transcript news topic was, as I said, a transcript that the anchor would then read in front of a camera and sort of perform, so to speak. And then that would be taken and dropped into Final Cut Pro, which would then be made into a video where you have anchor on camera sections, voiceover sections, uh, quotes, and all these kinds of things that were cut up. And throughout that whole process, each story that was being written that was part of the production process had a date slug followed by a quick little word to describe what the thing was. So if I was writing about um, Snapchat getting a new update or something like that, then it would be, uh, for example, 041320 Snapchat. Um, and so that was something that I used daily all throughout the day as I was writing new stories. And so the date slug has been my sort of long and uh, beautiful, um, <laughs> steadfast partner in, in content creation, for sure. You know, that sounds a little bit similar to the one that I do for naming my shows. So when I'm done recording this, I'm going to hit save on the record and it, I'm going to say CTA. C-C-A-T-P-E-P, -E which is uh, Chit Chat Across the Pond episode, and it's going to spit out the all capital letters, C-C-A-T-P, underscore 2020, underscore 04, underscore 13. Nice. And, and I do that with, with the Nocillacast 2 and C-E-P is that one. And those two, I, it's not like I have to do that all that often, but by having a text expander, it's completely always consistent. 
Yes. I know that the files are going to sort properly for everybody. Uh, you know, it, it's just going to be nice if I do it that way. Yeah, that that structure that it introduces is really uh, appreciated. I, I enjoy <laughs> that, and um, it keeps me organized for sure. Yeah. Uh, what, else, what else you got? What are you really crazy about? The next one would be my not my uh, Brett Terpstra. Let me find that site as well. Hey, has. Brett. Uh, created some text expander tools, uh, mm-hmm. and I will link those here in the show notes. And so this is sort of an external version of text expander groups, where you can add these to your text expander uh, setup. And what's super cool about it is you can choose whatever uh whatever trigger snippet, excuse me, trigger character you want to use. So he makes it so that um, there's just a URL that you go to, you you put in whatever trigger character it is that you want to use personally, and then it reformats all of those uh, triggers oh. accordingly. So Brett's very brain handy. thinks different than the rest of humans. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, and, and bless him for sharing it with us. Yes, I'm so glad that he does. So this one, um, it lets you use the Bitly API to from my I, I copy any URL anywhere and I type in uh, semicolon you uh, wait s for shorten URL and then B for bitly and it takes my uh, co- my clipboard link sends it up to the the bitly API and spits out a properly shortened bitly uh, link and I don't usually use shortened links I'm not a big fan of them I think that people should be able to see where they're going however um, the way that the twit backend is set up the way that our content management system works uh, it's a difficult process to get links into show notes across all the different applications. And so we use shortened links because we can put them in places where they wouldn't normally be because there's enough characters to do so. So I am pretty much every time I'm, um, you know, working on a show's show notes afterward, I can just copy and turn these into bitly short links very easily. Um, that, and go ahead. You know, uh, Bart built one that uh, that I stole from him for uh, taking a link and then making a markdown version of it where, like, let's say it's podfeet.com slash blog slash Micah dash chit chat dash blah, 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 blah. You know, I'd make these nice, long, giant URLs and they're annoying. He <laughs> made this uh, this text expander snippet that takes uh, he did a, a uh, I think it was a Perl script, actually, to go through and make it just say podfeet.com slash dot 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 oh. and then everything else is buried in the uh in the the link itself and i use those all the time he has that's a regular cool. one he calls it linkify clipboard linkify clipboard okay that's super cool i think that there's a a similar one that uh brett terpstra has uh-huh. uh that lets you do some of that uh, where it takes multiple links from the clipboard and turns them into uh, proper linking. And uh, some there are some really nice markdown snippets that he has. Uh, let's see here. And these are all underneath that link that I shared. But um, doing you know, your, your proper markdown symbols, uh, creating inline markdown links or reference markdown links, all sorts of stuff. Uh, oh, so nice. yeah, definitely check that out. Thank you, Brett yeah. Terpstra, for creating I got creating to take a, a markdown class from him at Macworld, uh, and I, not Macworld, Macstock. Uh, no way. Years ago, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It was really, really fun to learn from him. That's well, awesome. One of the ones I like to use is whenever something is annoying in capitalization, like Mac OS, lowercase m-a-c, capital O, capital S, and the OS is smashed up against Mac. That one, it, it like as soon as I see something like that, I just go, okay, I'll be typing this for, well, it was OS 10, now it's Mac OS. I will be <laughs> apparently saying that for the next, you know, 12 years. I'm just going to make a tactics manager snippet for it. Life's too short to sit around worrying about what's capitalized. Yes. I love that. Yeah. I, um, I, have them drilled into my head now for sure. Uh, but I do like that you can easily create those, uh, the snippets that, that let you not the, have to think about it. That's a big thing. Like Facebook is the B capitalized or not capitalized. Who knows? I don't now? know. Is the F, F capitalized semicolon. even anymore? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's that. There's that. And the other thing I do a lot of this with is, is um, when I'm reviewing a product. 
So this this snippet may only be used for that week while I'm writing something up about it. But I typed CalDigit TS3 Plus about 42,000 times the week I was reviewing that doc. And it's like it's a capital C, a capital D, the Cal and Digit are smashed against each other, capital D, capital S3, <laughs> then the plus. It's like, oh, my God, you're killing me. So yes. it's just it's C-A-L-D semicolon and it splats out for me. So nice. My, my text expander is littered with things I will maybe never talk about again because, I, you know, <laughs> but I was not going to sit there and type it over and over again. And plus consistency, like you say, I mean, I, I would just mess it all up if I didn't have a text expander snippet. Yeah. And I don't, I don't use the uh, active version of this, the one where it notifies you, but I do have um, suggested snippets turned on so that at any point I can go in and see, oh, wow, I do type this a lot. Should I create a text expander snippet out of that? Uh, and, and for folks who've downloaded text expander, one way to access that is by in the, the menu bar, clicking on the text expander uh, T and then going down to where it says uh, suggested snippets. snippets and there's a whole list of them. And so every once in a while I'll pop in here and look to see if it's something that I would like to turn into uh, Mine only has one and it's a snippet I already have, PB semicolon for Thunderbolt. Maybe I don't have it turned on. I did have the notify me thing turned on. And boy, if you're lonely and want something to talk to you a lot, turn that on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I had to turn it off. It was way too much. I mean, it's oh, a good thing. Why yeah, yeah. If, it, I think depending on how much you, you know, are at your computer typing, it can be a little too much. But if uh, if not, then, yeah, I think it's a good thing. I think um, when you're getting started, too. To say, oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, that's a thing. And the one that reminds you, uh, I have that turned off now because I use the ones that I want and don't use the ones that I don't want. But <laughs> uh, when I was first getting going, the little reminder of, hey, you know you have a snippet for this, right? And then it'll tell you what the snippet is. That's very handy to go, oh, right, I need to change my muscle memory to adapt to using these fantastic shortcuts. I really wish I liked that one, but I just, that just irritated the daylights out of me. Shut up. I know I have. One. Okay, shut up. I, okay, that was the fourth time in an hour you had to remind me, but shut up. I don't want to hear of getting, uh, yeah, I'm tired of getting shamed for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know why that one just really, I, I should have really appreciated it and said thank you, but that was not my reaction. It was just, nope, just don't even, don't, don't want, don't want that. Don't help me. <laughs> That's funny. All right, what do we have next in our in our agenda uh, here? Most complicated snippets. Oh yeah, got anything crazy complicated? Yeah, and this goes back to I don't use it anymore because I'm no longer um, at iMore. But back in, back in the day when I worked at iMore, I talked a little bit about the templates that were set up, and so one of these templates has multiple fill-ins. It has um, like self-referential links and things like that. So I'll talk a little bit about it. Basically. The, the article setup, this is for a specific type of post called a commerce post, and that's where something is recommended to the audience. And so it starts with an image that becomes the hero image, and then a little intro that just gives you a brief, it's basically the, the lead, um, your opening paragraph, and then a series of products with anchors, uh, inline anchors to each of those different products, and then each of those products with a special set of codes next to it that provide some formatting, uh, an image underneath each of those sections, and then a place to go to buy it, a buy link underneath each of those sections. And at the very bottom, uh, a special box that's used to provide more information. So folks are were going in, in and typing all of this out, they'd go in, they'd drop in their image, then they'd type in the intro, use the special little formatting code to make the intro the proper formatting. They'd type their opening paragraph, they'd create their uh, their anchor links at the top of the document, then they'd go in and create H2s using Markdown for each of the sections, pop in those anchor... I mean, going through and manually creating all of those things every time, can you imagine how much time would be saved by creating something instead of... Uh, by creating a text expander snippet instead? I and just so, got repetitive stress hearing you describe that. Right? Oh, and it made me made my heart hurt thinking about people having to do that. So I said, I'm going to create a, a text expander snippet. And if you have text expander friends, colleagues, then here is the snippet. So by typing semicolon, and then the word commerce, 
it would put in all this information in um, Markdown in the proper format and stuff like that. But then it also had fill-ins. So you would previously choose the the you know four or five six products that you're going to talk about. You type in the name of the product and the anchor that you want to use for each of those products, and then it would properly create that anchor list and each of the sections. Uh, with all of the stuff that you need in each of those sections. And then you go in and write your article in whatever application you choose to do it. Or if you're bum, 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 writing in the CMS, then you can write it there in the CMS. <laughs> um, I loved... That was just one example. And then, you know that's a huge one. Um, another one that I used to do was uh, I would write the... I would transcribe the Apple earnings calls. So, oh, right. Thank goodness you learned how to type for that one. Yeah, exactly. So the the Apple earnings calls would take place. You transcribe those as they're going on, and you know the the analysts asking questions and stuff like that. Um, and each of those sections, there would be a, this little. It's it's kind of hard to describe because it was part of the content management system that essentially had snippets of the of its very own, where a certain formatted code word would create something on the site whenever the article was published. So uh, a code word for a uh, little uh, avatar would then show up as that avatar. So we had avatars for Tim Cook, for uh, Luca uh, Maestri, and for the analysts. And so I had key text expander snippets for those, and then a text expander snippet that, of course, would create the whole document for me. So those ended up being my most complicated ones. I loved using fill-ins. I don't have to use fill-ins much anymore um, because I'm not in that boat, but having that available at the time was was really nice. So um, I, I think I, that's a, a good place to, uh, I want to explain a little bit of what, uh, what fill-ins are combined with some of the other things you talked about. Um, my favorite somewhat complicated snippets are the ones that I create when I go to a trade show. So after we post an interview with somebody, we do, I don't know, 50, 60 uh, interviews a year. Uh, and after we post the video, then we I always like to let the person know. So um, I copy the uh, uh, the URL and then I copy the the person's name and I copy their email. And then I have a snippet where it's got fill-in so I can use my clipboard manager to paste in the different values. So fill-in is just saying, give me some information. It's an interface to the user to say, paste something in here or type something in here. Um, but there's also things in there that I need to do that are uh, in their own right repetitive, but they change year to year. So for example, it'll say CES 2020 right now. Well, later on, it's going to say CES uh, twenty. 28 when I get to go back to CES. And uh, so I keep that as a separate snippet. The, the the actual name of it is a separate snippet so that then I can do a nested snippet in the email form. So it, uh -huh. it's in there and I only have to change it once. So if I'm using that, that information more than once, I don't have to change it in all the different places. So it's almost like a, a variable, if you will. Yes, that's precisely uh, what, what it is. Nested snippets. I, I don't use those um, very often. I think that uh, the Brett Terpstra, his tool for creating bit.ly links technically uses nested snippets because you have to have the uh, username and password for the Bitly API. And oh. so I have uh, separate little snippets in my text expander that are my username and my password for uh, the Bitly API, or though it may be an API key, I think, instead. And okay. then whenever I trigger the, the Bitly snippet, it pulls from there those those variables and then creates the oh, you nice. know yeah accesses the API but day to day I don't really use snippets but uh, for people like you said sending emails is a big one um, in fact uh, what am I trying to say Text Expander has a great article I'll include um, here let me find uh, nested snippets that's where I'll link it for you Allison. Okay. Um, and it's talking about putting, it's called the editing bar series, putting snippets and snippets and snippets. Yeah. And the example that they give is that you go and you set up a bunch of different emails that you normally send out and you've got your, um, you've got your, your, what is it the, that I'm trying to say? The outro, the, 
What your is signature? The, thank you, signature. I don't know why I couldn't think of that. Thank you. Oh, you have no. your signature <laughs> in every email, right? And then your job title changes. So now you're going back into those twelve different uh, snippets that you set up and changing individually your uh, signature to to update your job title. Well, if you use nested snippets, you can just have a snippet that is your uh, your signature, and then you can just update that once and it updates across all of those snippets. So that's actually one of the use cases I use for it is I, I made one SIG semicolon and I don't even use like in in regular emails in Apple Mail, you can set up a signature. I don't use that because it's going to be different if I'm writing to my family. I don't say, Alison Sheridan of the Podbeat Podcast, <laughs> sign up here, you know, <laughs> become a patron. I don't do any of that. I just say Allison. So there's a snippet for Allison. There's a snippet for the regular signature. And then I have them embedded in those emails like for uh, for CES. Yeah. Did, did you know that oh. you can do date math inside uh, Text Expander? When you say date math, what do you mean? Tell me more. Tell me more. So one of the best ways to learn to do something is to uh, teach it. So I decided I wanted to really know everything about Text Expander. So I did a video tutorial for uh, Don McAllister's Screencast Online. And Sweet. so you really got to dig deep into, yeah, Jeff Gamut lost like eight weeks of his life with me asking him questions about every single little tiny thing. But if you uh, if you go into a uh, to do a snippet, one of the options is a little a little calendar and there's a little time thing. You can actually have shifted time. So you can say, uh, you know, your October bill is due on November 15th. And you've actually got those two th things linked that it always goes a month after the first one. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a tip for you right there. It's that's a, awesome. I don't remember how to do it, but it's got like subtract years, month, subtract, add days, month, hours, Oh, I years. see it now. Yeah. So yeah. in the uh, editing bar... Um, you've got your normal date calendar, then you've got your normal time calendar. And then the third section, uh, you've got add year, add month, add day, but then subtract yeah. all of those. Yeah. Um, so There's yeah, date adjustments to it that we, if you decide you ever need to use that, read the documentation. Cause there's some tricks to how you do it, of what you select before you do it and everything. It's not super obvious. Uh, speaking of obvious, by the way, if you use text expander, like, I don't know, five years ago, you used to have to do this squirrely stuff, like if you wanted to put the signature in, I think it was uh, like ampersand something, you know, you had to use these these weird keystrokes mm -hmm. to do it. And now you just don't anymore. You just go, give me that snippet and it shoves it in there in a little bubble and it's much, much easier than it used to be. Yeah, they, they've really, the visual uh, method for editing has has become a lot clearer, I feel. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we uh, we skipped over one of your uh, snippets, so I'm going to let you move the, your last one from most used snippets down into snippets that make you giggle. <laughs> yes, uh, so <clears throat> this is the shruggy emoticon. Um, there is a shruggy a shrug emoji, but it does not quite capture the same no, feeling that the, the shruggy emoticon does. Uh, and so again, this is one of those times where I didn't use my semicolon to uh, trigger that. I use the double first letter method. So S shrug makes the shruggy emoticon appear. And I have that on text expander. But then I also on my iOS devices, um, you can set up what essentially are snippets uh, within the keyboard. And so I've gone into uh, just a pro tip here, settings, general, uh, this is on the iPhone keyboard, and oh. text replacement. And then you tap plus and you type in the phrase that you want to do. So in this case, I just copied and pasted the shruggy. And then shortcut is where you type in whatever uh, trigger you want to use. So I typed in S shrug there. So I use the shruggy emoticon everywhere because I love uh, that. There's just something delightful about it whenever it's like, oh, well, okay, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I've become a fan lately. It's really become something I, I need more often than usual than I used to. And yeah. I have I've now added that to my phone uh, and using the awesomeness of uh, is it called handoff? Yes. I just copied it from the show notes where you had written and I just pasted it into the keyboard replacement thing on the iPhone. Perfect. Yes. Universal clipboard via Universal continuity. Clipboard. Oh, yeah. Best thing ever. You know, we're talking about a lot of these, and I will let you get back to the giggly ones because that one is awesome. Um, do you organize your snippets? Do you have little folders and you keep track of them, or is it anarchy? 
It's not anarchy. So yeah, I've got uh, the only anarchy that exists right now is that there's one that uh, is conflicting. And I have not fixed that. But other than that, yeah, I it's one of the places where I do keep things clean. I've got groups. um, But it's not so organized. um, Because I kind of have it in so so there's there are characters there are there's I more those those ones that I used to use I haven't gotten rid of them just in case I ever need some of those again um, my tools that I've set up and and those includes include Brett Terpster's tools but then my snippets and that has all of the different snippets that I have created for different things. So yeah, they're not so organized as to suggest that, you know, I've got this beautiful immaculate system for sure, but it's I not just quite go in anarchy. And go, it, like at first I was like, okay, I need to have one for my podcast. I would need to have one for my personal stuff. I wanted to have one when I'm programming. And then now I just go, you know, I, I select a word that I've just typed three times. I hit, uh, what is it? Command T, I think says, uh-huh. make me a snippet from that last thing. And I put in a keystroke and I'm done. Nice, nice. <laughs> and that's it. And then, and most of the time, there, if oddly enough, there isn't already a snippet with that abbreviation, which surprises me because I've, I, I basically take two letters from the thing. Oh, so, wow. Uh, you know, like if it's clipboard, it's going to be CB. Uh, okay. That one, and, but clipboard manager, you got that too. So it's CBM, things like that. Wow. But, uh, mine yeah, are mine usually are, more than uh, two, two characters. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I now just put in shrug as shrug semicolon and S shrug because I'll probably be thinking of you going like this. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at Mike and I, we're both doing the shrug. <laughs> Actually, we should do that for the uh, photo for the Yeah, uh, that would be call. good. <laughs> uh, okay, back to giggling. What else do you have that makes you giggle? Um, I also, there's one that I use. It's, it is a beautiful, um, a beautiful... What is the word I'm looking for? Uh, beautiful display. That's what I'm looking for. A beautiful display of sarcasm. Um, and that is the Kirby dance snippet. So in Emoticon, there's a little Kirby where his arms are sticking. At, he, he, I guess it's... What's a Kirby? Ker- Kirby is the is little... Is Kirby the guy that looks over the wall? No, no, no. Kirby's a little uh, video game character. It's a pink character oh. um, that can... What, what it does is it sucks up... Uh, other things than it can gain their power. Um, okay. <laughs> wow. You should do a Google search for Kirby Dance, uh, okay. Allison. And right. actually, I'll just send you here in Slack or Skype, I mean, this link to the Kirby okay. Dance. I found a Facebook reference to it, but oh, yes. I, so I'm going to go watch video while you guys. Yeah, I'll it. explain. Yeah, I'll explain that while you watch this little video. So um, the it shows the emoticon version of Kirby where its arms are out to the side, its arms go to the left, its arms go in, its arms go right, and its arms go back out. And anytime I'm trying to sort of get a point across that ha- that's just laden with, with sarcasm or snark, I like to use the Kirby dance uh, snippet. <laughs> so for example, um, the other day, I was talking about how the FDA in the United States has updated its um, rules on blood donations such that I believe it's three months of celibacy for a man who has had sex with a man. Mind you, there is no requirement for a man who has had sex with women. They can have had sex with 12,000 women and still come in and give blood. Interesting. (laughs) Um, Okay. And so uh, one of the things that always happens whenever I talk about this and how it's really, you know, uh, it it upsets me because I wish that I could give blood, um, but I, you know, can't, I'm not allowed to. someone inevitably always says, well, why don't you just lie and then give blood anyway? (laughs) And so I responded to that by doing the Kirby dance and filling in each of the little sections within the Kirby dance saying, because they don't want my blood. Uh, That's the whole point. Like they don't want my blood. Um, And so the, the Kirby dance snippet, I type in K K because the Kirby spelled K I R B Y. So I type in K K I R B Y. And not only does it pop all of the little Kirby dances in, but then it takes my cursor and moves it to the front uh, section in between the first and second dancing emoticon. So then I can start <laughs> filling in the blanks there. You have uh, spent a lot of time working on this. I did. Yes, yes. You should. It's a, it's a work of art, whatever I, I pop that one open and show. Because um, that's one of the things I love about uh, Text Expander 2 is that you have control over your cursor. You can make it appear wherever you'd like. And so I have it 
to where, yes, we position the cursor back at the front uh, whenever we do that. Now, um, another one, it, it's a it's a two-piece one. The one that I had to pop into the show notes uh, was the link to it, but I also have one that will just copy and paste the actual file. Uh, and it is the shade, uh, GIF. There's this amazing GIF, um, where, you know, anytime I'm being shady or I see somebody else being shady and I want to be like, Oh, you, you're being so shady. Um, I will use the shade GIF and it's hilarious. It's, it's a bunch of buildings and it's sort of looking up at the sky and then in slides the word shade and as the word slides in it starts to get dark uh surrounding the buildings and things like that so i remember seeing that a long time ago i think on twitter and i thought oh my gosh i'm going to use that everywhere and so i decided i and it was also an experiment i wanted to see if i could actually use a gif uh to pop that in and so i was able to with so those expander, ones really... i never would have thought of gifs through text expander that's a great idea yeah, it's it's quite nice. Um, I'm a big fan of Telegram for communication instead of uh, Apple Messages, and they've got built-in uh, GIF search. So I'm I'm finally a big old GIFer. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice, good for you. The one I was going to talk about that makes me giggle is uh, one of the things I like to say is poopy pants. When I'm sad about something, I just say, oh, poopy oh, pants. Poopy pants. <laughs> and I said it to Mike Potter when I found out that MacStock was being canceled this year, and. Uh, he immediately wrote back with a poop emoji and a pair of pants. And I thought, why have I never made that a text expander statement? <laughs> Obviously. So from now on, if I say poopy pants, it's going to be a little poop emoji, a little pair of jeans. Oh, my goodness. That just reminded me of another time where someone said uh, something online. They were teasing me because I had a quote unquote old person's response to something. And so I decided to create an emoji sequence for get off my lawn. Um, <laughs> although it's not showing up properly in, I in, see a hand looks like a girl running in some clover. Yeah. But the clover is the wrong kind of clover. It should be emoji clover. Um, that's weird. Oh man. You yeah, got some work to do. I got some work to do on that one. It <laughs> used to work. I swear. <laughs> uh, oh my yeah, gosh. It's so funny. There so, we go. He's working on it as we speak. So, all right, let's see. Boom. There it is. Get okay. off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> I may be too old to understand that. We already established on Clockwise that I am uh, might be just a smidge older than Micah. <laughs> he asked a question on, on uh, Clockwise that was so funny. We see each other's questions ahead of time, and I like to prepare my answers. And I looked at his question, and it said something about... Do you, did you benefit from the free and open internet when you were, when you were young? And it was like, I used punch cards when I was in college, you know, I mean, calculators had, were, my first calculator was using my dad's in my senior year in high school. Oh I mean, I, I literally used a slide rule. So I, I love talking to Micah because our frame of reference might be slightly different. They're a little different, but there are still many similarities, which is fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh no. You don't make me feel old. You make me laugh. So that's all same. So I have a question on, uh, we talked about text expander libraries, and one of the things that that I haven't ever gotten my head around, and trust me, the smile people, wait, smile agile, but smile people <laughs> have tried to help me with, is um, if you download one of the text expander libraries, like your Dostoevsky's quotes, mm -hmm. and then you want to use one of the shortcuts that they used in theirs, how do you not conflict with that. I mean, because you, you can't edit the ones that you downloaded because you're subscribed to them. I think do you duplicate them or something? I forget. Yeah. So um, I, I've run into that issue as well. Uh, and, and yeah, duplicating them essentially to remove the subscription link is what you have to do. At that point, okay. they won't get updated anymore. So you will have to go in and update them again. So but if Dostoevsky does... says anything new, I mean, you just, you just won't <laughs> yes. get it anymore, right? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, that's the way to go about doing that. And, uh, you know, I've, I think I did that with the with the emoji one, um, because there are new emoji and they maybe were not getting updated as quickly. Uh, so I was able to go in and do it myself and it was a lot faster. You weren't getting the emoji faster. Yeah, exactly. I need my emoji. It's like a whole language. Oh, cause I just noticed, um, one of the ones I really like is tidbits has one for autocorrect. And so if there's words, it, 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 it's basically a dictionary of the most misspelled words. Restaurant. And yeah, yeah. I mean, I wish it would spell Jeopardy for me because I've never <laughs> spelled that right in my life. And I, I should just add that as a text expander snippet. 
Now that I think about it, um, but that's another uh, cool feature of these libraries or what they call groups now, uh, public groups, is this tidbits autocorrect is great. But one of the ones they have is if you spell IOT, all lowercase, it types capital I, lowercase, capital T. Oh, which nice. Of course is, yeah. You know, it's one of those annoying, what do you capitalize things? But my, I have one set up to say Internet of Things, and I think the group one wins. Because I'm pretty sure if I type IOT that it just types, uh, it just spells it correctly. Oh. And I think I never noticed it until I was looking at it when I was working on the show notes. I noticed, why is that orange? Because <laughs> it's yes. telling me that, it's, that I've already got that one. I've, I'm reusing it. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. See, and that the, the conflicting thing can be a little bit difficult. And that's why, as I said, I still have in my text expander one that says conflicting changes as of this date, because it's one of those things where I have to go in and really think about what I want to do oh. uh, to to update it. And so, yeah, it, it ends up being something that I'm uh, coming after. Oh, uh, interesting. Oh, I just thought of another one that I really like that I that I wrote that's just so simple putting a dash between mother-in-law, daughter-in-law, sister-in-law, all those drives me crazy. So I wrote all of those out as text expander snippets. Nice. Just because it's annoying, you know, not yeah, yeah, like there you are say it all that often, but. Yeah, it's not something that comes, I, and you know, some of, many of these, I would say actually kind of end up not being things that I'm using very often, but to have them, uh, to have them when I need them is really nice. And it, as you s were talking about, you weren't even sure whenever you were typing in voila or smorgasbord <laughs> on the rare occasions that you do that it was coming from text expander, but it's nice, excuse me, it's nice to have, uh, whenever it did come up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh shoot. I was just going to ask you something about, was it about keeping them clean? Shoot. It'll come back to me. Um, I did want to ask you, Text Expander is really pushes the um, not only for personal use, but for group use, like in a company that you share snippets. And I can't imagine sharing a snippet. I mean, it seems like such a personal thing, how you set them up. Do you share snippets with people? Yes. So that's kind of been one of my I mean, that's that's for me part of the beauty and the wonder uh, of text expander. So I talked a little bit before about you have to make sure it's the right people, people that will truly appreciate your favorite band, uh, or in this case, your text expander snippets. But ready? when you do, it's kind of like having this, you pull out the gum at school, and you've got some for other people, and they love you for it. They are so thrilled that you're handing out little sticks of gum. And that's how I feel about uh, text expander. It doesn't work so much now, I, I, I don't share as many snippets now because, again, the work that I do at, at Twit is a lot different and I'm not doing a whole lot of the repetitive stuff. Um, You're the on-air talent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so whenever I was writing, you know, and everybody else was writing similarly, then it was something that I would share a lot. Uh, but I, yeah, I don't do it as much anymore, but occasionally there will still be an opportunity where I can go, oh. I'm pretty sure I remember you saying you use text expander here, check out the snippet. It can really help you. Um, I think it's fun to, and they're to emoji do. when you do that, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, no, no, I promise. Uh, but those ones, like I said, subscribe to that public group if you want those. Um, but, but certainly uh, there are some that I share now. You said, why did you say you don't share yours? It's just a I personal just, thing or. Yeah. Cause I mean, first of all, I use semicolon and other people know how to use it. <laughs> you know, they're going to look at it. I mean, I suppose they can still get the gist of it and make up their own abbreviation. Yeah. Yeah, so you got to make sure it's somebody okay. that uh, knows that I would. Yeah, because I can only do so much. And and that's the funny thing, too. There are different ways to share snippets. And I don't tend to use text expanders built in sharing tools that sort of give okay. a link and things like that. I like to, I you know, shared them in Slack before. And so what I would end up doing is taking what I've put into the text expander edit window and copying that and pasting it uh, into Slack and saying, here, you can use this to create your own snippet. Uh, that way, they get to choose their own label. They get to choose their own abbreviation okay. and whatever else they want. So again, I'm sharing it with people who are well aware of Text Expander and how it works and use it regularly okay. versus trying to get someone new into the system. So do you uh, does that work to share in a Slack if you've got like embedded snippets or fill-ins or dates or anything like that? Does that work to paste into there? Dates and stuff will work. Um, if you've if you've got images and things, that's where it can end up being an issue. Absolutely. Uh, but 
if and two with with embedded snippets, you've got to make sure that they have the and other the snippets other one, as well. Yeah. So but, yeah, that would be a little bit more complicated. But most of the ones that I was using and sharing, there were no embedded snippets or anything like that. So I could just copy that plain text, paste it into Slack, and I would use the uh, the preformatting option to oh, yeah. uh, make it look like it was code. Yeah. And so that way they knew which part to copy and paste. How, would fill in things look right? Uh, see, or... here's the thing is that in, in days past it would have, but I don't oh. know now that it's got these tokenized, um, I'm going to, yeah. So when it was the percent thing, it would have yeah. worked, but not, not, not that it's pretty now you might not. Uh, I'm looking at no. Wow. Okay, that's interesting. So I just copied the the text expander snippet for my commerce post. So I'm more commerce post and then pasted it into a text edit document, which of course mm-hmm. renders it as plain text. And it's completely removed the fill ins. Uh, so just that's for your information, you can still use the old method. So if you can remember how to do the, you know, percent whatever, like the percent on either side for stuff, you can, you can still use that because I accidentally did one once and it just changed it and it went, yeah, we got rid of that, Allison, but here, here's the real one. Okay. So I think you still can. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um, see, I wish I could then, oh, wow. I wish that you could export or something. Yeah, knowing knowing uh, text expander and smile, I bet there's a way to do I'm this. Sure, there is a way. Yeah, I can. We can. Let's both put in trouble tickets to, and make Jeff Gamut figure it out for us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hello, um, we have an issue. <laughs> <laughs> you need to help us with that. Well, I think we could probably go on for days talking about text expander. I mean, we haven't even talked about the full capability of this, but uh, I'm going to put a link to. Uh, let's see, I should put something somewhere about my. I'll just drop it in here. Reminder to myself to say, put in SCO link, uh, my screencast online link, which of course is a text expander snippet because I don't know how to capitalize that one or put the spaces in either. Uh, But if anybody really wanted to learn it who hasn't already, uh, the screencast online video, of course, is amazing because I created it. (laughs) Yes, uh, I I can't wait. I want to watch it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it really, it digs deep, man. It gets into some real squirrely stuff that you can do with it. It's pretty fun. So um, I'm going to cut us off, though. Uh, in addition to co-hosting iOS Today with Leo Laporte and Tech News Weekly with Jason Howell, mm-hmm. uh, I did want to bring up that you've launched a new solo show on the Twit Network, right? Yes, yes. So uh, we all have uh, created, the different hosts of, of Twit have all launched their own solo show. Oh. Uh, Leo Laporte does Hands on Mac. Uh Jason Howell does hands on Android, Aunt Pruitt does hands on wellness, and I do a show called Hands on iOS. It gets more into the nitty gritty of iOS, uh, of of really making the most out of the device, be it you know, understanding more about different features that are available on iOS, uh, some app reviews eventually, answering people's questions in depth, stuff that we don't have time to cover on iOS today, uh, and stuff that I personally, in some way, selfishly want to cover. So, for example, I (laughs) just did... I'm going to plug it. I'm going to plug it for you before you get to... You just did one on Control Center that was fantastic. Thank you. It was like... I'm a pretty darn sophisticated user and I learned like five things and I'm only halfway through. I was like, I didn't know in control center, if you press down on the camera that you could just go straight to take a portrait or take a selfie. I didn't know you could do that. There's so much in there. The the control center is pretty powerful. And that's one of the things is that some of these, these tips that I've come up with are, have been inspired by seeing the reaction that people who I know who are nerds who live with this stuff every day are surprised by or or find to be be new to them. So that's kind of been fun for me where I'm not just uh, teaching new iOS folks or iOS folks who maybe have not taken more advantage of the devices, but everybody about some of the new tips that are available. So I'm hoping that everybody can uh, really get into it. And uh, definitely, I've, I just finished up the series on the home app and smart home gadgets and stuff like that. So uh, that was kind of a, a passion project of mine that I've had for a long time that I finally got to do that teaches you everything you need to know about uh, the home app. So yeah, that's hands on iOS, uh, which I know we'll have a link in the show nuts for yeah that's fantastic well hey if other uh, people want to follow you online where's the best place 
Well, if you head to chihuahua.coffee, that's C-H-I-H-U-A-H-U-A.coffee. Uh, I have to thank Renee Ritchie, who inspired that URL a long time ago, that domain a long time ago. That has links to all the different stuff I do. So it has links to Twitter, it has links to Twitter, Instagram, my writing on iMore, all of that. Puppies? Uh, but Any puppy uh, puppies? Pictures? Yes, there are. <laughs> yes, at the bottom of the page are... Uh, updated dog photos that pop up of my two dogs, Henry and Mizzy. Um, but if you don't want to head to chihuahua.coffee, you have trouble spelling that, uh, you can just go to at Micah Sargent, which is, can also be kind of difficult to spell, but I'm available on pretty much every social platform as at Micah Sargent. Well, thank you so much for doing this with with me. It was just like a, a candy store to get to talk about Text Expander. I don't know why they need an evangelist like Jeff, because we're all evangelists. Exactly. We really love Everybody it. who uses Text Expander genuinely loves it. And that's because it's a great application that saves people so much time. And there's just something delightful about it. Absolutely. Well, thanks for coming on the show, Micah. Talk to you again soon. Yeah, talk to you soon. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Chit Chat Across the Pond. Did you notice there weren't any ads in the show? That's because this show is not ad-supported. It's supported by you. If you learned something, or maybe you were just entertained, consider contributing to the Podfeet podcast. You can do that by going over to podfeet.com and look for the big red button that says support the show. When you click that button, you're going to find different ways to contribute. If you like to do a one-time donation, you can click the PayPal button. If you want to make a recurring contribution, click the weekly Patreon button. Or another way to contribute is to record a listener contribution. It's a great way to help the NoSilla Castaways learn from you. If you want to contact me for any reason, you can email me at allison at podfeet.com and you can follow me on Twitter at podfeet. Maybe you want to talk to other NoSilla Castaways. There's two great places to do that. You can do that in our Slack group at podfeet.com slash Slack or you can join our Facebook group at podfeet.com slash Facebook. Thanks for listening and stay subscribed.